Hello, everyone, and welcome back. <laughs> Long time no see, but I had a ton of tech issues the past month and a half. But I am back, and I'm back today with another lady. This time from England. So let's begin. Edith Mary Bratt Tolkien was born on January twenty first, eighteen eighty nine. While details on her childhood are scarce, I do know she was the only child to her mother named Frances Bratt. Her mother had named the father on Edith's birth certificate, and sources are mixed on if Edith did or didn't know who her father is. She grew up in Birmingham, and Edith had a happy childhood. Although it would turn tragic, as when Edith was fourteen, her mother passed away. When her mother died, Edith went to go to a boarding school where she excelled musically, with particular talent with the piano. Edith grew up into a lovely woman. She was a small, with dark hair and dark eyes. Once she had left school, May thought she could become a piano teacher or perhaps a concert pianist, but her grand her guardian didn't see the appeal and didn't really know what to do with Edith. So he sent her to live at a boarding house where he figured it out. It was the home of a woman named Mrs. Faulkner. It's here where she meet the friend and the love that she's known for. The nineteen-year-old Edith met the Tolkien brothers and quickly became friends with them, being particularly close to the sixteen-year-old Ron John Ronald, aka J.R.R. Tolkien. They hung out constantly, often joking and going to tea shops. Their favorite was the one that had a balcony, and they would go up there and toss sugar cubes onto the hats of the people passing on the streets. And their friend their friendship quickly grew into love. In nineteen o nine, towards the end of the school year, Tolkien's guardian, Father Francis Morgan, found out about them. And he wasn't pleased for a couple reasons. One, he thought Edith was a distraction from Tolkien's studies as he was trying to get into Oxford. The second was their three-year age gap, and the third was probably the most important, which was religion. Tolkien was a devout Catholic, and Edith was Anglican, a part of the Protestant religion. And so, because of this, Tolkien's guardian forbade Tolkien from seeing Edith until he was the legal age, which was, of course, twenty-one. Edith herself had to go live at another place with a man named C. H. Jessup and his wife. Regrettably, I couldn't find much on what she did those four years. What I could find was she was quite active at our local parish and became engaged to a man her friend Molly had introduced to her. It's only in 1913 that she told Token this, though, as he was finally of age and he could write to her. But she hinted in her letter that she'd only agreed to the engagement because she thought Token didn't love her anymore. And he hastily came to Shetlam, sorry Shetlandham, sorry, never pronounced that before, <laughs> to see her and to talk about their relationship. Edith agreed and met him at the train station. Then on January 8, 1913, she agreed to marry him. Only one problem. Religion. If they wanted their wedding blessed by Tolkien's church, Edith would have to convert, which would be hard for her. As she was a member of the Church of England, as I stated earlier, and also the Jessops, the family she was staying with, were very anti-Catholic. They wouldn't approve. But she loved Tolkien and agreed to convert. It kind of reminds me of my grandparents, except he needed to convert, like Edith did. I thought that was cool. And the other thing, I feel like people don't truly realize how Catholic Tolkien was. He wanted to convert to the one true religion, which is, of course, Catholicism. He despised the Church of England, calling it, quote, a pathetic and shadowy malady of half-remembered traditions and mutilated beliefs, end quote. Anyway, Edith did convert, and the Jessops, as expected, kicked her out. Harsh. Edith instead took up with a home took up a home with a woman in Warwick after this. A year later, she was confirmed in the Catholic Church on January 8, 1914. Only months later, the Great War would start, or what's now known simply as World War I, and it was clear that Tolkien would go off to fight. And since it was a real likelihood that he wouldn't come back, the couple were wed at St. Mary's Immaculate Roman Catholic Church in Warwick on March 22, 1916, with Edith, age 27, and Tolkien, 24. The couple had a short honeymoon in Clevedon, and Tolkien was off to war. 
but she didn't stay home either for travel where Tolkien was stationed in England. Around this time, she became pregnant with the first of her four children. Tolkien had come back from the war due to an illness, and he spent the remainder of the war in England with other troops. And on November 16, 1917, her first child was born, a son who was named John. Around this time is also when the couple took a walk in a grove among some hemlock where Edith danced and sang for him. This one inspired one of Tolkien's favorites of his works, the story of Baron and Luthien, but more on that later. After the war, the couple had three more children, Michael born in 1920, Christopher in 1924, and their only daughter Priscilla in 1929. As a couple, they lived in Oxford for many years as Tolkien was a professor there. But Edith didn't enjoy this circle. I read she found it difficult and hard to be among the academic circles as she wasn't as educated as them. And with her duties of home and family, she couldn't spend all day learning as her husband could and did. And despite these very different ways that they lived and the very different enjoyments they had, they nonetheless loved each other deeply. He'd show her his works and be greatly pleased in her thoughts. In the couple's later years, Edith began to resent Catholicism and surprisingly, Tolkien didn't fight her over it. But the one thing that the couple were on the same page on was their children. They loved them so deeply and loved being around them. In 1959, Tolkien retired, and their later years were spent at the one place Edith loved the most, Bournemouth. They lived out their retirement there, often seen in Edith's favorite hotel called Miramar. On November 29, 1971, she died at age 82. She was buried in a cemetery in Oxford with Tolkien joining her 21 months later. Below their grave, enshrined on it, was the names Luthien and Baron, his famous terror of love and sacrifice, as Luthien was the most beautiful elven fairy who fell in love with a mortal Baron. Baron. I never read the book, so I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he had to go on a dangerous quest to prove his love, but shortly after Edith's death, Tolkien wrote their son Christopher this letter, which I'll read a small bit of now. Quote, I never called Edith Luthien, but she was the source of the story that time became the chief part of the Samarillion. It was first conceived in a small woodland glade filled with hemlocks of Ruse in Yorkshire, where I was a brief time in command of an outpost at the, num- as the Humber Garrison in 1917, and she was able to live with me for a while. In those days, her hair was raven, her skin clear, her eyes brighter than you have seen them, and she could sing and dance, but the story has gone crooked and I am left. End quote. And now together in story and death, buried under the same grave after their marriage of 55 years. To me, it's a charming tale of almost a modern-day muse. I mean, arguably Tolkien's works are so very beloved, and to me, I find it so sweet that he got inspired by his wife. This will be a shorter one, as there was really no information on Edith herself. What I could find was, well, that she was his wife, and they had a happy marriage. There wasn't much on Edith's personality or how she, be- how what she believed or her thoughts, really. The sources I do have, I will link down below, and I hope you enjoyed this one. I'm going to try to work on longer ones, but I'm very untech savvy, so I'll try my best. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll be back next week, hopefully. Bye!